0: What's up, buddy?
1: Hey hey, how's it going?
0: Good, how are you?
1: Uh, I'm hanging in there, doing pretty well.
0: Hey, are you ready to go?
1: Uh yeah, I think so.
0: All right, well here we go. Hey guys, welcome back to another edition of On the Balling. Now with that this time I'm here with Aaron De La Rosa. What's up, Aaron? How are you, buddy?
1: Oh, I'm doing good, doing good. Glad to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm excited. This is one of the first times that I've done this without Matt, so uh, it'll be interesting. Uh, so, tell me how you got into indoor soccer.
1: Um, That's I, a long but short story. Um, I grew up in Milwaukee. I remember always hearing about the Wave. Um, they've been around for uh, a year longer than I've been alive. And, uh, and uh, my daughter decided to start playing soccer when she was like four and a half years old. And uh, I think we went to a uh, Milwaukee Kickers um, game night and she got hooked and then we got hooked. And all of a sudden, three years yeah. later, I think we ended up becoming season ticket holders. And so now we're. When did, you,
0: when did you start going to wave game? Because I, I worked for the wave for many years. I don't know if you knew that or not, but I did.
1: Yeah. No. We. Uh. I think our first wave game was probably six years ago. Maybe five years ago.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. See, I started going. Uh. Well, when I was five. So. Twenty-seven years ago. Um, Yeah,
1: they've been around, and I've always known about them. Saw them growing up, and never, never got taken to a game. But yeah, it's it's uh, it's definitely a a blast. It's a fun, fun time.
0: Now, let me ask you this: Did you know that I worked for MKSC as well?
1: Um, I pieced it together slowly. Um, over like the last year or so, yeah. Um, and then, and then by the time I think I fully pieced it together, you were leaving, leaving yeah, town.
0: I was there <laughs> for six years. Okay. Uh, yeah, I coached with Michael King, Cello Fontana, uh, Peter Knezic. I Fair coached with a lot of good people over there, man. But I'll tell you, I. Michael King is a soccer genius. He, he really is.
1: Oh um, yeah, he's he is an old school coach. I've I've had a, a couple opportunities to work with him in uh, in youth youth rack and uh, yeah, he is he's intense.
0: Oh yeah, yeah, he, yeah, intense. <laughs> <laughs> intense is putting <pretty> it mildly. <laughs> um, so obviously, do you? Do you
1: follow the so pretty closely then? Um, I I have been, and then I think like this week, this last week and a half, I kind of fell off. I um, yeah. had a lot of things coming up, and it's between uh, kids in school and work and uh, oh, no, spring. I'm a, I'm a the director for uh, SC Wave Greendale U6, and uh, I'm starting that, that whole process up again for the spring, uh-huh. so uh, cool. Yeah spring
0: soccer is just around the corner. You know, I, I commend I commend the way you St. had S.T. for what they've been able to create with merging together. They've done such a tremendous job with that merger. It's been nothing short of amazing for both sides, really.
1: Oh, absolutely! I think I think the the moment that the wave realized that indoor soccer was a family event rather than just a sport fanatic
0: event, yeah, right? Um,
1: that that turned their that turned their attendance numbers around drastically.
0: Now you said you haven't watched in the last week. Did you watch the wave against Saint Louis?
2: Oh, of course! I was there. I've got yeah, season so, tickets. I'm always there.
0: Okay, sorry. <laughs> So let me ask you this, and this this is going to be very controversial because, you know, I talked about this with Matt a little bit, too, and I think if we do our own episode, we'll probably talk about it, but I just want your opinion because you were there. So when I was watching the game on YouTube, because clearly I can't be there because I'm (laughs) 1,700 miles away, but um, you know, I I was watching it, and I, I swear to you that I thought that goal in overtime was scored very, very quickly. It seemed as though they put the ball down without the referee even being really set, and Next thing you know it's a goal. As a matter of fact, if you watch the rebroadcast, Tom Wynn actually says Are they going to let this goal count?
1: Yeah. Yeah. I
0: thought I thought it was fast. I mean maybe it's just me, I don't know, but
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. It was I mean it was a fast turnaround, it was a fast play. They 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 placed the ball and got it got their guys in position faster than we did. And um the ref was in position enough that he didn't stop the play. Um, yeah. I mean, if that, if, that, if that had happened at any other point in the game, any other place on the field, there there wouldn't be any controversy. It would have just been a, an active play and everybody right. was gone with it.
0: Right, right. Uh, <clears throat> you know, St. Louis is kind of one of those teams that, you know, you, you say to yourself, what do we get with this team? Because, you know, they'll play some good games and then they'll fall off a little bit. And now it seems as though they're coming on again. And so tell me what you think about them. Because, you know, a lot of people wrote off St. Louis at the beginning of the season. And I think that might have been a mistake, to be quite honest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think um, going to touch on a couple, something you guys covered last week is uh, the the player coach Everton stepping back into just the coaching position.
0: Right. He's more,
1: he's more objective. He's making better decisions. He's better utilizing his players. He's not letting that cloud his judgment. Um, they've picked up. They picked up Tony Walls. Um, they just got Santos from the Wave.
0: It's interesting you say that because that was going to be my next point is that what I found interesting with the whole Jonathan Santos thing is that it said that Milwaukee will be getting a player to be named later from a team to be named later. And I was talking to to Matt about this and I said, when do you ever see that in a trade? You barely ever see... A circumstance where, they, where 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 they say oh you'll be getting shot. <laughs> we, we don't know where, we don't know where it's coming from and we we don't know who it's going to be
1: right and and there there was a clarification that came out i think a couple hours after after we kind of pointed that out um they it, it will be an unannounced player from st louis uh coming to the wave
0: do you think it will be anybody worthwhile?
1: Uh, I mean, best case scenario, we get Tony Walls back. But that,
0: yeah, um. <laughs> I, it's hilarious that you say that because I actually said that to Matt. I said, how ironic would it be that we get Tony Walls back with the way that he's been playing?
1: <laughs> right. And I mean it it might be one of those one of those decisions that if he wants to stay in St. Louis, if they keep doing what they're doing um I mean picking up Santos on on defense you, you saw him in in the game last week um he blocked just about everything that that Bennett shot well, he knows he knew he knows the wave he knows what they shoot he knows know
0: other, the other possibility I think you have to think about too is Pablo de Silva. Absolutely, I think that has to be another uh, scenario that Milwaukee's thinking. Well, he's a good defender, so. I mean, if you
1: if you look at if you look at St. Louis, their their two coaches are, Wave alumni. Four of their their best players are Wave alumni. Yep, Um, it's they're 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 just Wave South at this point. Um, which I is good, that right, and good for them, good right, for their fans.
0: Absolutely, right, yeah.
1: Um,
0: um, I mean, yeah, good on
2: that.
0: So here's an interesting fact, and I don't know if Matt covered this in, off the wall, I'm sorry, yeah, or in the box, excuse me, I'm sorry, he's going to kill me for messing that up. <laughs> but, uh, you know, um, so, you know, I said to him, I texted him the, Yesterday I said, "Think about this: if the season was to end today, both the Ontario Fury and the Baltimore Blast would be eliminated from playoff contention."
1: Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's intense. I think uh, addressing Ontario. Um...
0: Ontario is a mess <laughs> right now. There's no other way to put it. They're a mess.
1: Well, when we look when we, when you look at at what Florida did, they picked up a bunch of players. Ontario picked up a bunch of players, and everybody was talking about Florida. That it's so many different personalities, so many different styles of play. Right? How are they going to make it match? How are they going to make it work? And they did. And right. Ontario, nobody seemed concerned about it. They they're very similar play styles. A lot of big playmakers. Right. But no, that's I, all you
2: I, have I, have I
1: if you don't have if you don't have people to set the plays, you you can have all the playmakers you want, and nothing's. Well,
0: happen. that's just it. And I think you know it, it's on paper. You look at Ontario, and you say you have Uzi Tai, you have Frank tai, you have Jermaine Jones, you have Israel Cise. I mean, mm-hmm. on paper, you guys should be dominating pretty much every game you play. With the exception of maybe Monterey and San
1: Diego, absolutely. And uh, I, I think another thing we're we're seeing right now is is um, those play all those playmakers throughout throughout the MASL are they're getting they're getting older they're getting uh, they're getting experience but they're slowing down a little bit and uh, yeah. we're seeing some new guys step up to the plate and. Um, starting to make a name for themselves. and it's, oh, it's
0: absolutely. Very, yeah. very and, a fan. You know, you know, give credit to Florida because, you know, when you sign 13 players in the offseason and you're able to jump up to an 8-1 and record, that's pretty impressive.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And unexpected.
0: Um, you know, one of the things that I... Talked about with Matt was, you know, it's all well and good that you signed these players, but if I'm ownership, my head goes to next year, right? Because it kind of feels like they have uh, we have to win this year mentality.
1: Right, right.
0: Right. It, it, it's because in my mind, even though I'm thinking, Hey, my goal is to win a championship this year. You have to think about how am I going to resign all these guys come next year, because in my in my mind, there's no way that you can do it. There, there's to me, there's no way that this team can really sign all thirteen of these players next
1: year no, I, I don't think I mean I think their their maybe their plan is um, start the ball rolling and get the fan base built up this year fill the seats nice. make the money and, and re-sign those players <laughs> um, I don't I also don't know how, how long some of those contracts are if they're just year to year if a couple of guys maybe signed a couple years uh, just to secure a place to play um well, that very well could be too. So, I mean, I think they I think Florida's making making some smart moves um, from a business perspective. Um,
0: no, I agree. I absolutely agree.
1: Um, yeah, and I, I think it's it's one of those things that other other teams can look look to uh, model and and benefit from as well. Uh, there's oh. a couple different couple different approaches you can take in getting people into the seats and you can either rely on hardcore fans you can rely on families youth soccer uh partnerships with with um MLS clubs that kind of thing and everybody's that, kind of doing their you mean own that, thing
0: MLS, clubs?
1: MLS yeah sorry MLS <laughs>
0: I knew what you meant buddy don't worry <laughs> No, I agree
1: with you. The possibilities are endless, really. Yeah. I I think everybody's kind of starting to find their niche and what's what's working for them and what's not. And um uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of staying power, I think, in with a lot of these teams. Um they've established fan bases. Yeah. Uh, even Saint Louis, their their attendance is, is outpacing Kansas City. Yeah. Um, that's just that's crazy. That's wild. That's
0: no, it uh, really is.
1: And I, yeah, that's that's they're building a good team. They're they're becoming a force down there.
0: Well, and I mean, if you think about it, they could really they could really make a run at this towards the end too.
1: Oh, absolutely. If they keep if they keep making this push, they can they can be the fourth, third, or fourth spot. Um, if Baltimore doesn't get their stuff together soon.
0: Baltimore uh, is such an interesting case to me because <laughs> you look at them and it's like you know they go on a three-game losing streak, then they go on a three-game winning streak <laughs> now now they're back on a losing streak and it's like right. what, what is happening in Baltimore? You know, it, it, it's I think, I think, honestly, people that are very familiar with this league, they, they know what they're going to get with the Baltimore Blast.
3: Right.
0: They know that they're going to be there at the end. So I think in a way, in a weird way, they get very spoiled. And I hate to say that, but that's. Really, what it is, just like people in Milwaukee tend to get spoiled right. because we know at the end of the year there's a good chance that Milwaukee is going to be there.
1: Right, right. And I mean, it, it's as as far as the blast being there, it's they're they're grinding it out at the end of the season there. And yeah, I mean, how many years <laughs> in a row can you can you grind that out and and. Continue to be successful like that. You
0: well, know, and the crazy part of all this is, Matt and I have been saying it for weeks. We really think that fourth spot is going to come down to Baltimore and Harrisburg, and you know, yeah. and you know, Harrisburg, you know, they they kind of got it a little bit easy, easier because. I believe they played Rochester like six times. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's, it, but they are a quality side nonetheless.
2: Right, um, right.
0: But if, you know, you look at Milwaukee, and one of the things I look at, especially with them, is the fact that they have to be better defensively, right? I mean, it's we know we can score goals because you have the likes of Ian, you have Max, you have, most of the time, you have Marcy over there, you have, you know, the list goes on and on who can score goals. But the issue is if we get a lead and we don't hold that lead, like, for example, prime example being five one up in Florida and winning the game five four. That's just not acceptable. And right. I think, you know, part of that goes back to okay, yeah, Florida is, Florida's good. We know Florida's good. There's no denying that. But at the at the same token, you have to you have to look at Milwaukee and say. Listen, if we don't get better defensively, we're not going to make that run for the championship. And don't get me wrong. I, I think we will be there because, you know, I've talked to Andre and he's optimistic that things are going to be done here in the next few weeks. So we should be getting Andre back.
1: That would be great. You
0: know, if we could get Robert Renault back, that would be absolutely ginormous for that yeah, team, too. Definitely. And, you know, it's interesting because you would not think that anybody would ever say this, but I I think a great acquisition to the wave was Derek Huffman. You know, and believe me, I was the least optimistic. <laughs> person on earth when it came to the signing of Derek. I was I was not on board at all with that signing, but he's made a couple key blocks for us down the stretch of games. So Yeah
1: yes, no I he's a he's a stellar he, player. He's uh I uh, if I I think if he if he continues to let his game speak for itself and speak for him. Um he he's gonna be one of the top guys. He's gonna be up well, there. Yeah, with yeah,
0: of course.
1: I mean, it, it it's that that yeah. It, those those distractions um, well, affect you, you got, affect got, your per, your perception absolutely.
0: and yeah, absolutely. And then you got guys like a guy like Ali who came in and he's just been an absolute stud. I don't know where this guy came from, but my goodness, he's a good player.
1: Yeah, no, he's he is awesome. He's the way he moves is is amazing. He's got he's got the reach of of Andre and the, the ball skills of like. Yeah, it, it's amazing.
0: You know what's really funny? I just thought about this. What if the player to be named later that Milwaukee gets is Andre Brathwaite?
1: Oh, you're killing me, man! You're killing me. <laughs> Think about it, though. No, Think no, the, you yeah, know. stellar player, but again, man, there, it's that 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 background, that history. Uh, oh
0: yeah, maybe I know. And but and you know, be, but I would not be surprised if St. Louis says, "Hey, look, you you can have him."
1: Yeah, yeah. Have it. I can definitely see it, and I can I can see I can see Milwaukee taking that risk, and and
0: the nice thing is though the nice thing is though you got guys like Ghibelliano and uh, Marcelo that can really rein him in, and absolutely, you know, we've seen what they've done thus far with Derek. I mean, obviously, it's earlier in this, in the season to tell if Eric, Derek is going to. Remain on his p's and q's, but for right now, it seems to be going fairly well. So
1: I mean, we've seen them. We've seen them. them mentor multiple players back to to. Oh yeah. Just yeah, just absolutely. playing the game and and no extracurricular, no after the whistle shenanigans. Um, you know they, they play clean and they they make their players play clean and it's refreshing.
0: You know, I I don't think we can talk about the success of the Milwaukee Wave without bringing in somebody that well, not bringing in, but talking about somebody that you know, has really made a big difference. And I, I bet you know who I'm talking about. I mean, he's been absolutely stellar all season. And He's really stepped up when he needed to. Um, I'll give you one guess because I know you're gonna figure it out. So. Oh man!
1: A... Oh, you're killing me!
0: Oh come on! <laughs> I,
1: I I mean I've seen every everybody's been stepping up. Um, well,
0: yeah, but this guy this guy had two of the biggest shoes to fill that you possibly could fill. Oh man, who do you got?
1: Oh come on! I'm dying here.
0: <laughs> okay, okay, I'll give you a hint. He, he, he's responsible for being player of the week last week.
1: Oh yes, 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 Rafa, Rafa, Rafa.
0: There we go. Yeah. That's the light bulb I needed.
1: Yeah, well, and I think what, what deadened it was uh, was last game. I don't know what happened.
0: That was... I don't think... You know, I don't, I, don't, I don't think... I don't think that really had anything to do with I And I know that sounds really funny because he's... Respons- <laughs> he's He's responsible, essentially, for keeping Bolt out of the net. But if you think about it, like, we didn't exactly play good defense last game. I mean, if you think about this, the only reason we came back was because we put in the sixth attacker with seven minutes left in the third quarter.
2: Yeah. <laughs> uh, would that, yeah. Would,
0: which by the way, it's an extremely ballsy move by Giuliano
1: oh absolutely, but I mean who who better has a sixth attacker than chino I mean his,
2: oh, yeah, he,
1: he, his game well, and goal he, last season out of nowhere he looks like he's been he's been in that box forever and yeah, I, yeah, guess, I, I guess know. he plays he plays goalie in another in some other league um, from what I was what I, what I was hearing. Um, so, well, you-,
0: and, and, you know, <clears throat> credit to the wave because it really did turn the momentum for us. Um, you know, unfortunately, I would have liked to not give up the tying goal with seventeen seconds left. Right,
1: right. You know <laughs> what are you
0: what are you gonna do? It, it's just the way the ball bounces sometimes, and you know, I, I. I talk a lot about the way, but a lot of the credit has to go to St. Louis because they pretty much, with the exception of that six-goal run that we went on, you know, they pretty much dominated that game against us, and that was really the first time that you saw St. Louis get Milwaukee's number. They They... They, to say the least they have not had milwaukee's number <laughs> not only this season but for many many seasons that we oh, know, absolutely
1: I, absolutely
0: I all the credit in the world has to go to them
1: um, oh yeah no, they, they they played an excellent game it was it was fantastic um it, it as far as as far as milwaukee goes it it almost Looking at the looking at the guys on the field, it almost felt like a first game of the season.
0: Yeah, um, no, and, you, and you know what? I'll be honest. It looked that way too.
1: Right, right, and I mean it ended similarly as the first game of the season, <laughs> the first home game of the season.
0: Um, that that was that was one of the first times all season that I saw Milwaukee have any sort of trouble connecting. Patches. I mean you saw Ian and Max not be able to connect. Right, know, right. That, that rarely ever happened.
1: And I mean that was that was ev- everybody all game. There was there was yeah. no no either no communication, no um not everybody well, was on the same page. It was it was it was sloppy. <laughs> um I you will know, say I mean, it was it was an earlier game than they're used to. Oh, I do uh, that, that I, I don't
0: <laughs> care. That, that, see, see, if one of my players came up to me and said, you know what, Coach, the reason that we lost is because we, <laughs> we started earlier, I would have looked at them and said, sit your butt on that bench.
1: Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Go
0: sit down. Because, you know what, here's the thing. I, I think, and, you know, I'm not going to speak for anybody in that locker room, But I know the personality of those players. And, you know, there is an era of confidence in that locker room, which is great. I'm not complaining about it. But there comes a point where you cannot get overconfident. And I think that's what happened with the Wave, is that they came into this game thinking, we're going to run over St. Louis just like we did in the previous two meetings. And that's just what, what it's going to be. And St. Louis was like, yeah, no, no, you're not.
1: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. No. And I, I think these, these mid season, early season losses are, are good wake up calls for teams. I oh, mean, yeah. teams that, teams that go undefeated or, or, lose one, maybe two over the course of the year, maybe they're not, they're not, they can go into the playoffs overconfident. They're not ready for it. Um,
0: I mean, you know, you think about it, now we have a big, we have a big home-and-home home series with Kansas City, and you know, Kansas City hasn't been the greatest team this year, but they played really well at home. Right. Um, you know, and for Milwaukee, I, I go into this whole series thinking we have to win both of these games if we want to even think about keeping up with um, Utica and Florida. Because right now we're in a tie for third. So,
1: Oh, absolutely. I mean, the yeah, the Eastern Conference is, is tight. Any any single loss can drop you one or two or three positions. Yeah. Um, it's yes. it's a lot lot closer than than out west, um, but like again, you know,
2: even really...
1: you have your top contenders out west, but you drop a couple games, and all of a sudden, the the back of the pack just smells blood, and uh.
0: And you know, I I can't help but go back to Ontario here for a second, because who would have thought that Ontario, not only in eighth place in the conference, but <laughs> but one full game behind the Turlock Express. (laughs) That is. is. (laughs) It's laughable to a point, but you know, it just proves that there's some sort of disconnection in Ontario this year.
1: Yeah. I would be, I would be interested to see their, their interactions in, uh, I mean, even in pregame warmups, um, the teams that that tend to warm up as a unit um, tend to have better communication on the field. Um, if you if you've got a bunch of, a bunch of loners warming up on the field by themselves, um, you're just you're not going to see a good performance.
0: No, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, but you know, one of the... One of the things that Matt and I spoke about too is it seemed as though it's a league-wide wide issue at this point. Is there's not really, with the exception of Florida in the East and San Diego out west, but I can't even I can't even put San Diego in this list really. But you know, Matt and I were talking about how there's really not that level of inconsistency throughout or uh, consistency rather throughout the league this year because you know you look at Florida even they were inconsistent for a while there um, and San Diego I think San Diego is, is basically the Milwaukee of the West where it's hey we know we can score goals but at times, we are absolutely atrocious defensively.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, no. That that's that's this year. I think more than past years, anybody can beat anybody, uh, with a few exceptions. It seems.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, <laughs> I, I, I have to, I have to laugh at that because. When you said missing a few exceptions, my first thought was, "Well, Rochester." Right. I mean, they, and you know, you always feel bad for Rochester because, you know, you you know what type of coach they <clears throat> they have in Doug Miller. He's a good coach. Unfortunately, it's just one of those things where it's like, "Wow." You know, I I don't expect even for an expansion team. I don't expect a gold differential to be minus sixty three. Right. I, I I just don't expect that. I don't care if. I mean,
1: if you will, you are. If you look at Turlock from a couple of years ago, I mean, people were questioning if they should even if they should even be in the MASL.
0: Uh, well, and you know, I, I don't think that's going to be a problem with Rochester, you know, I think you know, Rochester's like any other team that tries to come into the league where you have your growing pains, you have that period of time where you just don't do well. Yeah, And I think unfortunately that's going to be the kids all season for Rochester, Matt and I both said this, I think they're only going to win two games this year. I don't don't expect them to. If they're lucky, they'll win two games. Right. Now, here's, here's the thing. If you see them doing the same thing next year, okay, then I start to question, should you be in this league? Because... You had a full year to get this out of your system. So if I if I still see the same things next season, then I say, okay, now we have a problem. But I I, I <clears throat> you know, I just don't see that be being, being the, the case. Um,
1: yeah, I hope not. I hope they I hope they come back next year strong, and ready to fight, cause- um, they need some. They need some more competition up in the northeast there.
0: said, who would have thought that your top four in each division, about well, conference, excuse me, would be the way it is right now? Because if you look at each conference, your top four each conference right now is in the West. You have, you have. San Diego. You have So de Sonora. And I believe that fourth spot is I want to say Mesquite, but I couldn't. It's got to
1: right be, be Mesquite over Turlock,
0: I think. Yeah, no, it is. Because I think Turlock is in like six. Right. And then over in the east, you have um you have Florida, you've had Utica, Milwaukee, and Harrisburg. That's your top four.
1: Yeah, that, and I, I will say that 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 Harrisburg schedule is is a little padded. It's a little nerfed.
0: Well, well, I mean, you can say the <laughs> same thing about Utica, and, you know, you talk to Matt Hill openly stating. <laughs> he will openly say to him, look, we have an easy schedule. We, we know that going into this, we know that if we don't win these games, you know, there's no reason that Unico should not basically win out with the exception of a few games where you look at Milwaukee and they play the likes of Baltimore still. They play San Diego, which is scary to think about, but um, you know, it's just it just goes to show you what the MASL is this year and it's just not it's not what we're used to seeing where you have Baltimore and Milwaukee at the top and then you know, people looking up at them being like, Okay, how do we case these guys? Um yeah. and yeah. over over on the other side you have you know, Monterey who who is undefeated and but then again who have they really played? And that's been the argument that Matt and I have made throughout the course of the season because really the only top team that they've really played so far is Ontario. And, yep.
1: oh, and so. I mean their, their performance against what was it, the sidekicks? Um Sidekicks album pretty well, and pushed to the limit.
0: Here's the thing about the Sidekicks. I don't know if you listened to Matt and I's last episode. I accidentally put it in the wrong folder, so it was it was under the wrong name. But we had New Year's resolutions for each team, and. Basically, when it came to the sidekicks, we said we never know what team we're going to get when it comes to the sidekicks. (laughs) Right. Because, Because, you know, either you have a team that's making these stupid mistakes that should never be made that's causing them to lose games, or you have a team that can keep up with Monterey, and a team that goes up goes out on their home turf and beats Kansas City. Granted, Kansas City played the night before, but still, a win's a win. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to take it away from them just because right. Kansas City played the night before. Yeah, you know? I mean, as,
1: like as the from their coach's perspective, what what is he telling him? What is he trying to say to his guys? What is he trying to get across to his guys to to increase that? Some type of consistency.
0: Well, are you are you literally asking me or?
1: Yeah, no, no, absolutely. I want to, I want to, I want to, I want to do a deep, thought, deep dive here. And, well, uh... I
0: mean, from from a coaching perspective, you know, I'm I'm dealing with the same issues with my boys' varsity team here in Arizona, where you know, there's just no level of consistency. And you know you you kind of just tell the guys, "Hey, look, play the game right? Don't go up, <clears throat> don't go out there and overthink what you're doing on the field half the time. I think that's the problem with these teams is you you get these teams that they know they're not the best team in the world, so they know that they have to you know kind of really." think about what they're going to do every time they step out. But the issue with that is when you overthink, that's when you make mistakes. right? And I think that's what Dallas is doing because it's not like they don't have talent on their team because they do. But it's just they make these mistakes because it's either they're not thinking or they're overthinking. You have to be able to find that middle ground right you have you have to be able to have a level head but not think so much where you're overthinking and not allowing yourself to have that fluidity when it comes to playing the game because that's what the key to success is when it comes to really any sport is building momentum building a level of fluidity and if you don't have that well we've seen the result throughout the MASL this season. So I mean it it is what it is. I mean I think Dallas is one of those teams. I don't think anybody expects them to make the playoffs. But I think they will get better and better every season. You know I don't think yeah. anybody thought Harrisburg would be where they are right now, but here they are. I mean, yeah,
1: what 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 happened in Harrisburg? <clears throat> where did they come from?
0: Well, it helps when you're playing a team five times that gives up like 12 goals a <laughs> game. <it mean. laughs> I mean, you laugh, but I'm kind of serious when I say that because, you know, you, you have a Rochester team that – you know they're giving up nine plus goals a game, so you play them five, five times, six times. That you you could pretty much guarantee that those are going to be wins, right? And, but you know, I mean,
1: they're giving up as many goals to to any other team. I mean, it's not it's not like they're getting blown out twenty to two. By the blast, and, and Harrisburg is winning by twelve points.
0: Well, let's not forget, though, they got shut out by Baltimore. Yeah, and you know, here's the thing: you know, Harrisburg, they played reasonably well this season, even against Utica. They played reasonably well. I mean, they're not they're not a bad team. Um, I could easily see them. Making the playoffs, do I think they'll make the playoffs? I don't know i I'm still convinced that if Kansas City plays well, that they'll make the playoffs, but I wouldn't be at all surprised if um Harrisburg makes the playoffs and here's the crazy thing if if St Louis keeps playing the way that they're playing. You could easily be talking about them at the end of the season too.
1: Yeah.
0: Here's my question to you, though. You talk about deep thought. Well, here's one for you. Do you think St. Louis is the same team without Tony Walls?
1: Oh, um, I don't. I don't think so. I don't think it's it's. I don't think he is the key um but uh, I think I, he's he's a I major think he, I think he's a major a major component um I think they they would be able to hold their own um but if if he was not there they would not be performing at the level they are
0: right right are you at all surprised that the waves like all of Jonathan said
1: uh i i am i'm a little surprised i'm a little not um,
0: um well i mean of course i have the inside information as to why he was let go but i mean sure you know, um
1: he's, and, he's, yeah, he he's he's getting he's getting uh he's not he's not a good fit for their current structure um, yeah but there, there
0: were, there were a lot of off-field issues in Milwaukee. And I'm, not, I'm not, I'm not going to go into detail because it's not my place to. Sure. But I'm just saying there were a lot of off-field issues, and I, I don't know if you realize this, but he was going to be part of a blockbuster trade at the beginning of the season that never went through.
1: Yeah, I, I heard. I heard about you guys. You guys were talking about that. Um,
0: yeah, and- I. It, it was supposed. It was supposed to be Max and forward or Kristen Sigura and I forget who the guy was. Uh, yeah, I don't know. And then we were supposed to trade. Um, Jonathan Santos for Zach Reagan. But Jonathan didn't want to go, so
1: Right. I and I think I think the, the the not wanting to go is completely understandable. Um Oh no, absolutely. I it,
0: mean if it, I am getting older and I'm familiar with the system, why would I why would I wanna go to a brand new system?
1: Right. And and I mean that 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 team dynamic that's that the wave has is, is amazing. That's uh they're, they're building a, a culture there and, and to be a part of that culture is is, is significant. So yeah, not one to leave is, is completely understandable.
0: And I mean, if you really think, to be honest, right, I mean, he fits right into what St. Louis does because Everton plays very similar to what Milwaukee does. It's just
1: Quite frankly, not as good as Milwaukee does it. Oh yes. yeah, St. Louis is turning into a. Is is they're, they're grinders. They they'll they just go. They they just continue to grind and grind and grind and try to make something happen. Um, yeah. and yeah, Santos is he's a man that 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 guy is one of the toughest players on the field. Um
0: yeah, I mean, the,
1: some of the shots the, he's shots I, of the and oh,
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, how does he do it? Like cuz I hit in the face and I'd be like, nope, I'm done.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, no, it, it, he's he's he is just determined to be on the field and stay on the field. And that's uh, that's something that St. Louis needs. That's something that they're... they're
0: and you combine his defending ability with the defending ability of Pablo de Silva. And I think that's going to be, quite frankly, I think that's going to be a deadly combination.
1: Oh, absolutely. Between... between between the Silva and Santos and Paulo, I I would be surprised to see many goals happening in the future.
0: And, you know, switching back to Milwaukee, it's like, okay, where did Juan Solis America come from all of a sudden? Like, this guy is on fire. He is just, like, totally yeah when you talk goal scoring, you don't think LSO. And then all of a sudden, LSO was like, well, wait. Here I am. Don't forget about me. Like...
1: Right. And and uh, I remember when he came back, um, I had no background on who LSO was, but everybody was very excited about it. And, uh, yeah, now I see it. Now I get it.
0: Yeah, he, now it's like... Oh, boy, <laughs>
1: Yeah. Okay. All right. I love so. I'm on. I'm on board.
0: <laughs> right. You're right. And, and you know that's kind of how I was the whole Allie Berry thing too. I was like, who the heck is this guy? Guy.
1: Right. Right. They, they, he's on the field, and I'm. I'm looking at. I'm going online to look at the roster to see who this guy is. Where did he come from?
0: <laughs> and then you watch him play. and You're like. Oh all right. <laughs> all right, this is good. I like this. Okay, I can I can do with this. Right. Yeah, so um so you said you're the director of the U six at uh at uh, SC Ray. Ray.
1: Greendale, yeah.
0: So you only coach the younger kids then?
1: Uh, I actually, I'm also uh, the U11, U12 girls coach for uh, Rec.
0: Oh, for Rec, okay. Have you ever thought about uh, coaching a uh, club?
1: Um, not in not anytime soon. <laughs> my kids are still pretty young, so I gotta, I gotta Yeah for them. Yeah, the co- coaching, coaching club is a little, a little more intense.
0: Uh- and you know, you think about it and when I when I first started coaching, like I was simply a fan, right? And I had already been for years, so I'm sitting there like I I already know this stuff, like I don't what are they gonna teach me that I know? and then six years later I'm like holy crap, I don't know a damn thing. Like, (laughs) you know, it's just it's a very humbling experience. It really is. And, you know, I love MKSD. They taught me everything I know, you know, the likes of Michael and Cello. But at the same time, like, you know, I just wasn't given the opportunities there that I've been given down here. It's just really night and day for me and you know if you ever get the chance to come down to Arizona I'll, I'll bring you to one of our practices and you'll just be amazed it, it's the culture is so much different down here than it is in Milwaukee, Milwaukee and even I don't know if it's I can't put my finger on it yet. I've only been here eight months. So I I don't know exactly what it is, but, like, it's just different. And, like I said, all credit to what you guys are doing over there. I mean, you guys are doing tremendous things. I mean, you look at the number of state championships you got this past year, and it's just remarkable i i think i saw at least three or four state championships
1: oh they have- yeah they have been amazing um and and consistent that that it's a it's it's the wave players that have been coaching they've they're, they're bringing those kids up right they're bringing them in the culture um Everything that's that's going on in in southeastern Wisconsin right now, right. youth soccer it's 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 blowing up. It's 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 well,
0: wild. Because yeah, I I had a my friend on the phone the other day, and because he's still my best friend, even though I'm not at the teachers anymore, and and I said, you know, expanding our club, and he said, like, "What do you mean?" And I said. Well, we have 40, 40 teams now, and we're expanding to 56 next year. Wow. And he's like, wait, your club has 56 teams? <laughs> I was like, yeah. I
1: don't yeah. think we have enough field space to accommodate 56 teams. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what's really
0: funny? Either do we. <laughs> To me, but we somehow make it work. I, I don't know how, <laughs> to be honest, I have no idea how we do it. But we do. It's pretty amazing. So I'm gonna put you on the spot here a little bit. Alright. Do you think the wave are going to be back in the title game this year?
1: Uh my heart says yes, and my brain says hopefully. <laughs> <laughs>
0: That wasn't There's, a very
1: straightforward answer sir. i'm gonna i'm gonna go with yes um i I think they have they have um the consistency in coaching um they have um uh, good good experienced veteran players um they're bringing on new guys and and folding them into the wave culture um nearly seamlessly. Um, it's it's a it's a I, it's an experience.
0: I'm going to say this. I think it all depends on if I can keep up his play. I think the wave goes the way that Rafa Diaz goes. Now yeah. you talked to you talked to Josh and he says he's hoping to be back for the playoffs, but I think that's a little optimistic.
1: I mean, I'm sure Josh would be hoping to be ready for <laughs> MLK Day.
0: Well, I mean, yeah. You know, yeah. <laughs> Josh would play on one leg if he was right. able to. But, I mean, <laughs> the reality is he's not. So, I think that's be the difference between the wave going for a repeat and you know the wave coming up short, Um yeah. it's going You know, to be I, I think
1: uh, we, we we talk a lot about uh, you guys talk about a lot about depth in in the MASL and how depth leads to success and um, I want to see I want to see the depth of the goalkeepers in Milwaukee. Can, oh, that's
0: it, that you know, Matt and I have. Talked about that rather extensively a couple times, and and the one thing that I don't understand is: okay, you just signed Zabalos, and you still have Matt Icehold, and I understand that you know you have to ride the hot hand, and right now the hot hand is Rafa Diaz, but. At some point, you have to be able to confidently say, "Hey, you know, we have to give Rafa a rest, and one of you two needs to step up." Right. I mean, what is the point of having three goalkeepers if you're only going to use one?
1: Right. Uh, yeah, I, I think they if they if they shift to some some fifty fifty split the game. Um, let get you you mentioned uh earlier or last week um about about IL not getting not having experience not not having enough time in the box, and he's not getting it um
0: and i he, mean i I think it's interesting because there was a rumor going around that we were going to get sleepwal from Orlando as well, so it's like
1: that's just that's. I just got to say that's just insane. <laughs> you don't need even with Josh no, being no, injured, picking up Stewart they would have five keepers on that team.
0: No, a lot of it had to do with uh visa issues with Rafa.
1: Okay. Uh, okay.
0: Um I I don't know how true that is. I'm not going to say whether it is or it's not because I don't know obviously not because He's still here for the moment, so. Right. You know. I mean, I'm a, I'm a big
1: fan of, of try it out. Get it. Get get those guys experience.
0: Well, I mean, that's if, just if, it. I mean, you don't you don't know what you're going to get with either one of these other two guys unless you put them between the pipes. Exactly. That's exactly. just it. You you put them between those post to figure out what you have and if you don't do that you have nobody else to blame
1: well and by, if you don't have the you don't have the confidence to put them in there why are you keeping them on on the side well,
0: exactly I mean if they're if you're not going to use either one of those guys granted I realize that you have to have a backup goalie but obviously there's a reason that you signed the ball out. So, right, if you're not going to use him, get rid of him and get get another field player in there that we could use.
1: Right, right,
0: you know, go out, yeah. make a, go out, make a trade with a team that's not doing so well, like I don't know, Rochester or Dallas. You know, go get a guy that could add more depth to your midfield or your defense. Why, right. Else? But then then you have the option of, you know, making a trade for another field player because, let's be honest, there's no way we're going to use all three of those keepers. Exactly. There's no way. There's absolutely no way. All right, um, buddy, last question for you. I'm going to put you on the spot again. Obviously, (laughs) Sunday is a big day for the state of – the cheese heads um, <laughs> does does green bay pull off the miracle upset against the san francisco 49ers i i
1: think i think green bay has a history of upsets so i'm going to say yes
0: i say absolutely no there's no way in hell <laughs> there, there's no way in hell you know um no, but in all seriousness, you're right. We do have history of upsets, but you look at that defense, and it's just—it scares the bejesus out of me. It really does. It's—it's <laughs> it's scary. I—I I, I think we're lucky if Aaron doesn't come off the field on a backboard after Sunday. To be honest,
1: right, right.
0: Um, but hey, you know what? If if we do win, we're going to the big game. So yeah, first time since 2010.
1: Oh man! Oh man! Wow, that is forever ago. <laughs> <laughs> you,
0: you, you didn't, you didn't realize that.
1: I no, no, I didn't realize it was that long ago.
0: All right, so part two of my trivia question then, since you would not didn't remember the year. Do you remember who we beat?
1: Oh. No.
0: The no, Pins- I don't. The Pittsburgh Steelers. Really? <laughs> At AT&T Stadium.
1: Wow. wow.
0: The brand new home of Mike McCarthy, by the way.
1: Yeah, I heard about that.
0: <laughs> Talk about a stab in the back, jeez!
1: <laughs>
0: you know, I, I honestly that's right. They're know,
2: gonna have them. <laughs>
0: I honestly, I honestly don't know what's worse: Mike McCarthy going to the Cowboys or Brett Farm going to the Vikings.
1: Oh. oh, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say five, five to the Vikings.
0: No, I agree, but I was never. I'll be honest with you, I was never a big farm fan anyway, so I was just like, sure. <laughs> like All you do is choke in the big game anyway, so it doesn't right.
1: matter. <laughs> hey man, well
0: thanks for coming on, I'm really pleased it. it was a lot of fun.
1: Yeah, I thanks hope, for having me, this is a blast.
0: I hope you decide to come back on when, uh, when Matt decides to get his happy butt back on the show.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. I can't just keep harassing him on in the box. I gotta I gotta harass him a little bit on here.
0: Yeah, I mean it wouldn't be it wouldn't be fun if you didn't. I
1: mean <laughs> you know, I,
0: it just might be one of <clears throat> one of those games where I just or one of those times where I just sit back and eat my popcorn while you guys talk.
1: So, <laughs> we'll give you a little break. <laughs>
0: right. Right. Hey, Barry, well, thank you so much. It's been an absolute pleasure, pleasure, and I can't wait to do it again.
1: Absolutely. Thanks a lot, man.
0: Thank you, everybody.
1: You too. Bye-bye. Bye.